Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, it's Lombardi Line here on a Monday. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hope you had a nice weekend. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VSIN studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi there in Jersey. We are getting closer to Selection Sunday. That was a crazy weekend of college hoops. The 76ers, Michael, continue to roll. But the big story today is. The Kyler Murray Manifesto. What the <laughs> hell was? We should explain what it is. You had a great tweet about it, but I, he put out his agent put out a statement today that can only be defined as weird, man. I, I think weird is being nice to him. I think the agent put that out uh, is, you know, if you put that out as an agent, you, you're basically worried that you're going to lose the client. So you have to do something to go outside the box because anytime you negotiate in the public mainstream, you're really not doing your client any favors because people naturally instinctively are just not in favor of a guy crying about two more years left on his contract that he needs to get paid, yada, 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 especially working in some of the other areas. So to me, the, you know, when I first saw it, Patrick, I thought, wow, this is, this is interesting. The agent would do that. And then the more I thought about it was, well, He's trying to protect himself. He's trying to prove to the player that he's all in and he doesn't want to lose the player because somebody else, another agent, is in his ear saying, I'll get you a deal, I'll get you a deal, I'll get you a deal. But this whole, it's not a manifest, it's a ransom letter. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, if it would have been typed in like cartoon things and pasted together, it, it would have easily passed. For FBI probably dusted it for fingerprints once it came in. I mean, it's a joke. It's a complete joke. You put your name on this? And and you won how many games down the stretch, Patrick? So wait, I mean, this, you know, you I mean, think this is the agent trying to? Wouldn't I? Wouldn't you, if you're Kyler Murray, fire the agent for this? It's embarrassing. It makes him look horrible. Well, I mean, it, he could certainly fire him, but I think obviously he's playing up to what Murray wants. Murray's a self-indulged player. I mean, he he sees himself as having no wrong. I mean, let's face it. The, you know, they the, he comes back from the injury. He, he throws the ball 15 times against Chicago. They lose to the Rams. We're never in that game. They lose to Detroit on the road in Detroit. They come back. They lose to Indianapolis at home. They beat Dallas in, a, in, in, a, in an interesting game. And then they lose to Seattle in the finale. And they lose in the wild card game. I mean, the guy won one game, two games, beat Dallas and Chicago. And he's back. And he, and he, and he wants more money. 
And his behavior on the field is comical, the way he points the finger. He's got no teammates endearing himself to him. And now, how do you think they feel about now he says he wants all the money? The greatest bit of irony from the statement from Kyler Murray's agent, you can see the response from Michael M. Lombardi NFL. It's pretty funny. But the greatest irony is in bold letters towards the bottom, Michael, it says, actions speak much louder than words in this volatile business in a statement that has more words than the Bible. So, he's, I mean, I mean yeah. it's really, it's really, it's an embarrassing look. Murray's a weird person, too. Just watch the interview we did with Dan Patrick this one time. It was so weird. He's an odd cat. It feels like, is it a leverage play in some way? How could it be leverage? He's got none. This is exactly the opposite of leverage. This is when you have no leverage. You appeal to the media. You appeal to people who are going to be in your corner. Oh, poor Kyler. He only has two more years. No, this is what they collectively bargained. The Cardinals have two more years. They have the rights. And if you win games and win playoff games like Josh Allen did, we're going to come with you with a boatload of money. But when you only win two games over the last six and we lose a playoff game and you can't prove that you can stay healthy, then maybe we should give it another year. Like, when was he anointed the greatest quarterback in the league? I missed that. Like, when you keep him in the pocket, you make him play quarterback from the position, he plays small. I mean, that's the fact. You can go all crazy about it and say, you know, we can get the mainstream media to talk about how great he is. The reality is that you ask any defensive coordinator in the league, if we rush him the right way, he can't beat us from the pocket. No, I get that. You're right, he can't. He's a very pedestrian-like player. He's got great talent, don't get me wrong. But when you make him play quarterback from under the center in the pocket, he's the mayor of Munchkinland. That's what I nicknamed him on the podcast. I mean, he's the mayor. And so, like, you're going to sit there and now you're sending this ransom letter out to the general public saying, I want more money? Come on, give me a break. You didn't win anything. I mean, this, this would be no, no player would do this unless you were self-indulged, which he is. He's all about himself. This is not a narcissistic type behavior. As was wearing the A's hat, scrubbing social. It's just childish. It's a campaign that we're dealing with in the offseason because the agents want to control the offseason. They want to control the narrative that we've become the NBA. Harden, you know, got out of Brooklyn, so Murray's going to be able to get out of our It's not the same thing. They're two different leagues. They're entirely two different leagues. Who's his agent? It's actually, his agent is represented. He Everett, Eric Everett, or something you, like that. What do you know he about? Was him? He ref Kings, Kingsbury too. <laughs> he ref Kingsbury too. Like that. It's just. I mean, this guy's got to be embarrassed today by putting that out there. I mean, he should get slammed by everybody, and then nobody will. I'm sure everybody will praise the world. Why? Oh, this guy deserves more money. Give me a break. He doesn't deserve any more money. He got a five years, the first pick in the draft. He got a five year contract. That's what you get. And when that contract gets close to the end, we're going to redo your deal. There was nobody said you have to do it. There wasn't a, it wasn't written in law. Oh, we got to do this deal. No. Play good. Win a playoff game. Lead the team. Be somebody that your teammates want to be around. You're none of those. I mean, it's no secret nobody likes playing with him. Just look at, look at his body language on the field. I've been saying it all year on this show, on my podcast, everywhere. Who wants to be around him? Blames everybody else. He's, he's over there giving A.J. Green. Guy's been to more Pro Bowls than this kid's ever been to, and he's over there pointing A.J. Green out like A.J. Green's some pedestrian player. <laughs> Seriously? Respect the game, bro. Does Kyler Murray have his own letterhead? I just saw this. Did they make it their, his own letter? He's got his own 
type of letterhead. He's got his picture in the corner of this manifesto, or as you called it, a ransom note. Our buddy Bear just uh, tweeted us, J-Mac over at SportsCenter put together the stats and all the advanced analytics. He's mid-pack or bottom third. I mean, that's Murray. It's, it, it, this team, this is a Kingsbury-Murray failure, second half, last two years. Facts. That's really he, what it comes down to. The agents, take, the agents want to take advantage of a very, very lack of informed media. That's what they want to do. That's their card they have to play. They want to take advantage of it because they, they know nobody's going to stand up and say, you know, Murray hasn't played good the last half of the last two years. They know that. So they're going to take advantage. Oh, if they don't have Murray, they can't win. Like, if, if I'm the GM of the Cardinals, I said, hey, yo, bro, here's the reporting deadline. We'll, t we'll, we'll see you when you get here. If you don't want to show up, it's, a, it's, it's this much money a day. He wants to go play baseball, it's this much money a day. I don't really care. Indifference is the only thing that's going to work now. His agent's essentially saying it's up to the Cardinals to prioritize a contract extension. He does realize he's in his rookie deal. He's, he's on a rookie deal. It's not up to the Cardinals. It's up to him to play better. They made him the first pick over on the draft. They don't, it's not up to you. You try to say you let, you let him to the playoffs? I mean, you, Colt McCoy could make this statement. Win in San Francisco. Win in Seattle. I mean, we're, I mean Colt McCoy should write a letter to tomorrow. He should put one out. <laughs> <laughs> Colt McCoy, right? I want the Colt McCoy letter that, out. That would be, that I think would that's be important. Let's I, get I Colt McCoy it. to put a letter out. With his own letterhead? That'd be dope. With his own letterhead, you know, talking about how I made the Cardinals a playoff team. I picked up after this guy. He's headed into his fourth season, rookie deal. He's going to get five and a half mil. And the team's going to pick up the extension. That's the way it works. I mean, this is the system. They, this is what they voted for. I didn't invent this. This is the system. It's the system for every player. It's not just for you. Blame Sam Bradford. I mean, look, here's the reality. If this would have been Aaron Rodgers, people would be going crazy. Aaron Rodgers doesn't do, didn't do this. He didn't send out a ransom note. He's the MVP of the league two years in a row. Even he shot down the rumors that he's trying. I, don't, I really don't think Aaron Rodgers is trying to get more money. He's going to get more money, but I don't think he's trying to. I think what's more important is inclusion for Aaron Rodgers. This guy, seriously, you're the leader of the team. This is what we get from you leading the team? Oh, he's a good kid. Don't worry. He's good. No, he's not. No, he's not. This is not good behavior for a team sport. Rogers can't type out a manifesto. He was on a 12-day cleanse. You can't have a computer. He's over here with laxatives and ghee. The marathon monk. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's so, I, God bless you if you read this statement. I didn't because it's way too long, and I'm... I read it. I mean, it was a, it was a ransom letter. And, and they're doing it in the press to create a... Pre the, the, the only reason you would release this to the press is to create an uprising, right? You want to use the PR to get behind you. And, and it, it's going to backfire on them. Every media person in Phoenix is going to just rip them. Nobody's going to support this. Nobody's going to support this. They see the same thing I'm seeing. And they're taking advantage of, oh, if you don't pay them, it's going to be bad. And they'll get, you know, good morning. Everybody will get behind them. Behind them for what? We lost four games down the stretch. We were one in five in the last five. We ended up one in six. Like, seriously. Like, like this is what we're going to do here? You mentioned it. He, if he's not running, he's not effective. I mean, he's, that's, that's one, if, if one arm tied behind his back. If he's watch the Seattle game, Seattle made him play in the pocket. I mean, they made him play in the pocket, and he looked like he looked like the mayor. I mean, he looked small. He played small. He is small. Super small.
Speaking like, of, he, have yeah. some awareness of who you are as a player. You, you know, you're not a top five quarterback in the league. No, 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 of course not. Not yet. And may not, he's not going to get there. I heard at the combine he was wearing, he wore so- socks and he put some lifts in the socks. <laughs> it was something I mean, that, the, he's look, he, you, you, I mean, he's not an endearing teammate. There's just no, no way you could say it. The body if you just know weird. anything about sports, you know this. Yeah. This, so you think this was the impetus was this was the agent trying to procure a relationship with the player. Well, the Making player sure he stands up for his man. I love you, Kyler. I'm going to back you a thousand percent. Even if it makes me look like a horse uh, as you know what I'm going to do it anyway because I can't afford to lose you. Somebody else will swoop in and take you. I'll say it. I'm a badass horse's ass. We come back Harden in college hoops, Baylor, Texas. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of the Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. BetMGM, it's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app. All your favorite wagering options and game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip, bring your state issued ID here in Nevada. And you're going to be ready to go within minutes. BetMGM stated the art, art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. They have specials right now. Just go check it out. BetMGM.com or simply download the app. If you do have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-522-4700. Got a fired up Michael Lombardi there. I'm Patrick Maher. We're talking. When we started, you know, there's so much hoops going on, but we started with Kyler Murray. There's quarterback news all over the place. The Browns, they put out a state. Well, it's not necessarily a statement. I feel like Mary Kay Cabot always gets the scoop on this team, so maybe they leaked it through her, that they're exploring all options as far as vets and the draft. They've got the 13th overall pick as far as the quarterback. Of course, Mayfield going into his fifth year playing under the option, had the labrum surgery, so that's that. I heard a rumor Mitch Trubisky, your boy, could be headed to Washington. Any? Did you hear that? 
potentially? No, I haven't heard that one yet, but I'm sure he's going to get some play. I mean, the guy started games in the National Football League, you know, and I'm sure everybody thinks they could fix them. I don't think they really understand what the problems are, you know, and, uh, you know, they probably feel like he can go in there and run that system of Washington's. I mean, look, Washington's at the point where they're de- they got to make a move somewhere. I mean, they Absolutely. can't run it back. And where are they going to get the answer? I mean, Cleveland, we know they're looking. As I've said before, I thought two teams should have drafted quarterbacks last year, C- Cleveland and, and Las Vegas, because they know that the money was going to be too much. I mean, if, I, if I'm the Cardinals, I draft the quarterback too. I start looking. Really? But yeah, because look, where's this going? You want to pay this guy $45, $50 million a year? Do you think with that ransom letter attached to it is $25 a year for three years? What do you think that ransom's going to be? That ransom letter is going to be over $50 million. He wants to be the highest-paid player in the league. <laughs> I mean, it's no, you can laugh, but trust me, I've seen these come in. Like, what, what planet are you on when you read it? You know? And then you become the bad guy because you've got to sit there and tell it. Like, like, your player's not very good. Like, your player lost five games down the stretch, 1-1. Like, you know, the, what parade were you going to that I missed? Yeah, so, like, like, play it out. You get the ransom letter. What do you think the number is? 50, 50 million, 55 a year? He's not leaving a dollar on the table. He's not coming in for the good of the team. So now what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Go cave into him? This is a business. We got to run it. You know, they'll be the, you know, they, they used to be the Chicago Cardinals back in the day. They had players that played there. This franchise is going to go on long before, long after Kyler Murray. We got to find somebody else. It's not that hard. Dude, this this statement is so weird. This agent's odd. It's now it's now simply up to the Cardinals to decide if they prioritize their rapidly improving 24-year-old, already two-time Pro Bowl quarterback who led the organization from three wins before his arrival to 11 wins. I mean, this is the last paragraph. Before that, there's it's the Iliad. I mean, there's so many. I mean, it's so long. What is there's so many words. This guy's so wordy. I mean, like he truly thinks he was going to carry favor with the be- with the world with the with America. I think he doesn't realize how much he's going to be turned on. Yeah, this but is... that's beside the point. Okay, here's the letter, right? If you're a general manager of a team, you get this letter. You you, you get this letter along with the, everybody in America. What's your th- what do you think the next issue is? Like, what do you think? Like, the agent's hoping you call him on the phone. Yeah, I wouldn't even call the agent like there's nothing for us to talk about. But the one thing I do know from reading this ransom letter is the next thing you're going to know, he wants to make over 50 million. He doesn't he does not going to concede that he's not better than Patrick Mahomes at 45 a year, nor would I pay him 45 a year. Would you? Nobody's going to pay him that. Can't stay healthy, little guy, if you rush him the right way, hasn't been able to play when somebody rushes him the right way. All the things start to add up. You want for you want to give them fifty million a year? Go ahead. Maybe the worldwide leader will help you out. You know their panel will help them. But the reality of it is, is you're going to be you're going to be needing a quarterback. You might as well get one now. Eric Bird, Burkhart's the agency. You're a weirdo, bro. Eric Burkhart is. Odd. He's doing it. No, don't blame him. You know. Don't blame him. He's doing what the player wants him to do. See, everybody thinks it's the agent. Everybody blames the agent, right? Nobody wants to blame the kid. That's the, that's the whole beauty of agents. You know, this is what Frank Pantangeli talked about in Godfather 2. There's buffers. 
you always have a buffer, right? There's a buffer between you and somebody else. So you don't really have plausible, you can have plausible deniability. There's buffers everywhere. There's no buffer. This agent is doing exactly what he, what his client wants him to do. Now, if this blows up, he'll have to fire the agent and say, I never told him to do that. Right. And everybody will believe him. Oh, yeah, it's good. he's a good kid. Nobody, you know, he didn't really want to do that. No, no, this is all coming from him. I mean, it took me a lot of years in the league to figure this out. Like, the eight, like they pretend it's good cop, bad cop. You know, it's, a, it's an episode of Columbo. It's good cop, bad cop. You know, guy come in, here we go. Just want to formally apologize to Eric Burkhart. <laughs> it's because I just called him. A no, weirdo. I mean, I, I, I think he's a buffoon for doing it. I would have told the, look, this is not how we operate. Like, this is not how you get something done in the league. The best way for us to get something done is to quietly stay behind, support the team, and work behind the scenes to get a deal. That's what we do. A little sugar goes a long way. But when you start throwing wood onto a fire, you're going to blow. It's going. It's going to take off. And if I'm Steve Kime, I'm like, yo, wait, wait a minute. Hold on. No need to talk. Because what I know now is, is this is going to be an impossible contract for us to do. What's their cap and situation? I'm going to have to listen to, he's unhappy. You know, we'll read all the articles. He's unhappy. They don't love me. They're not treating me with the respect I deserve. You got two more years on a contract. What do you think Chandler Jones is sitting there as a free agent? What do you think he's thinking about? So what are they, where are they sitting as far as the cap? Uh, they're going to have a little bit. They're going to have close to 10 mil in cap space next season. Well, over the cap. But, see, here's the thing. When you sign this quarterback, you're, you're taking a lot of cash with you out the door. Mm-hmm. People just look at the cap number. They don't really ever, ever analyze the cash out the door, the outlay that it's going to take to get this done. Like, it, it's, just not, it's just not that. It's, it's, this is a heavy-duty deal. And he's not going to sign a deal for under $45 million. I could promise you that. You don't write this letter with the intent to do a cap-friendly deal for your team. No. No, you want to get the bag. You, you're saying to everybody in America, I want what's entitled to me because I built this team. That's basically what he said in the statement. Three-win team, Kyler got there, 11-win team. That's, it's all on Kyler. I want to be rewarded for it, and I want my money, and, I, and, it start, and it has to have a five in front of it per year with most of it guaranteed. I can see the contract. I, don't, I mean, I, I know what's coming. So if I'm Kime, I'm saying to, to Clint Kingsbury, look, let's, just, let's go out there and find somebody else. Not hmm. that we're going to get rid of him this year, but let's prepare for after his fifth year, we're not going to sign him. Bring Rosen back. No, I'm just playing. Anyway, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it's interesting. I mean, I, I saw that. I thought it was like some sort of skit or a joke. First off, they need an editor. There's too many words. And then secondly, it does, it, it's, it's interesting because you have been talking, you were talking about his body language all season. We've talked about the late season collapses the last two years. And so most of the conversation around Murray has been kind of negative as far as on-field play over the last two years, second half of the season, and the body language. And all of a sudden they come out and say, oh, yeah, double down. We want to get a new contract. Before the rookie deal's even up. Yeah. So. And let me take all the money so we can't improve the team around me just so, you know, I, I can make sure that I'm well compensated. Because winning's really not important. What's really important is, is that I get paid. Right. 
Right. Well, in better news, um, I know you're not a better, but if you'd like me to put a, a, a bet on the 76ers win a championship, you better get it now because that number is going to keep shrinking. I mean, what is it now? What is it today? I'll you know what? I'll tell you right now. You ask. I, I shall. I shall tell you. One one twenty five, one oh nine. I mean, they are clinical right now. Listen, I understand the Knicks and they don't have size and. But this is that yesterday was fantastic. That's the second straight game with Harden and Embiid where they looked clean. Don't you? Agree? You know, I I was I watched the whole game start to finish. I had Big Daddy uh, texting me back and forth because he's a huge Nick fan. They couldn't make their free throws, but there is you know there's always that run that that other teams make when you're playing well that they didn't flinch even when the Knicks kind of got it within a, you know they tied the score 98-98. And then all of a sudden they just took off. And I think it's really clear that what Harden has brought to Embiid is great. But he, what he's made Maxi into really the third wheel. I mean, Maxi is great. In yeah, Tobias is four, what he does. right? I'm sorry to interrupt you, but now Tobias is essentially the fourth option. Yeah, I mean, Tobias doesn't know how to fit. Like, if I'm Tobias, I'm, I'm just going to work on my jump shot the entire day. Because I'm going to get open looks. And, and, and if I'm going to cry about not scoring, it's because I didn't make shots. Not because they didn't get me the ball. Like he's got open looks. He just didn't make any shots. Seven to one on your 76ers. Seven to one. That's bucks. pretty good. That's. Yeah. And how about Boston losing to the? I mean, just when I I'm 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 on the Boston boat, they lose to the Pacers by that much. <laughs> the Pacers are terrible. That oh was my ugly. God. Eighteen to one on the board for the Celtics right now. Next, Thomas Gable joins us. Look, college hoops. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, get everything you need to bet madness this year with 24/7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for 19 bucks. This is crazy, uh, and this offer is not going to last for long. It's VSEN.com/madness. So whether you're filling out your bracket, betting against the spread. Our team is here to help you get ready for the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops-Peterson on every key team, conference, and player to watch. From the favorites to potential Cinderella's. Think UCLA last year. Sign up today. It's vston.com slash madness for 19 bucks. Michael Lombardi there in Jersey on a Monday. I'm Patrick Maher here in Vegas. We head out to Atlantic City. He runs the race and sports book at the Borgata. He's a college hoops expert as well. He is our buddy Thomas Gable. TG, how are you, buddy? Doing well, guys. And, uh, Michael, I'm sure uh, you were excited by that uh, big Sixers win yesterday. Um, I, I was not, as we had a lot of liability on the Sixers. But, uh, uh, I mean, this is this is a team now that I think I don't know where the spread's going to go. I mean, we were at 8.5 yesterday, which I thought was high, and Sixers were still getting uh, bet, and they covered. So uh, just you can feel the change uh, around the Delaware Valley, uh, the way that people view this team and the excitement now around this Sixers team. I realize it's only a two-game sample size there with Harden, but um, you can just you can feel the difference in the way, at least, that the people are reacting to the 76ers around here, Michael. You know, it's got a Dr. J. When he came to the Sixers, it's got that feel. When Moses came, this the same. And, you know, I thought that eight and a half was way too much, too. I was all over taking the Knicks in the eight and a half. I thought they would play kind of like they did, Thomas, until the last, what, four minutes of the game when all of a sudden a close game just got spread out. 
and they covered easily, which it didn't look like they were going to cover for 36 minutes of the game. But I think more than anything, with Harden and Bede and Maxi on the floor, those 48 minutes that they played together, their point differential is plus 42. Their offense efficiency is 139.2. Their defense efficiency is 43.5. And their net efficiency between the three of those players is 45.8. It's a deadly combination. It really is. And I, I can see the enthusiasm. And, and I get it because one thing I think Philadelphia fans are really, they're educated in basketball. They get it. And the way, they, and the way this guy makes everybody else a better player. They made 39 free throws, Michael. 39. And beat it. Remember, I mean, we talked yeah, about it that. Was, They're going to live It there. was a weirdly officiated game, Thomas, I, Patrick. I, I wasn't sure it was well called, but he was living on the line. There's no doubt. Yeah, he so no, was 23 Patrick, of 27, right, Thomas? Yeah, he made it. Yeah, pa- Patrick was right. I mean, this is a team that's going to live on the, on the line. There's no doubt about it. They are going to get to the line every game between Embiid and Harden. Uh, they're going to be shooting a ton of free throws uh, every game. You, you, you know, and I, and I thought the other thing that disproved in the last two games, everybody said they were going to get slower. He was going to walk the ball up the court. I think they're playing at a much higher pace the last two games than they played all season long, certainly more efficiently. And whoever said that they couldn't play, that Harden and Embiid couldn't handle pick and roll, I think they've been proven wrong quickly. Especially against the lack of size of the Knicks. They were just taking advantage of the Knicks on that pick They didn't and roll. even put Noel on the floor, Patrick. Yeah, I know. It's... It, Thomas is right. It's a scary team. We got them seven to one here. Where are you as far as the championship for the 76ers at the Borgata? Yeah, seven to one uh, to win the title right now. And, um, you know, I, I certainly think now, listen, they have a very tough schedule through the rest of the year. Uh, let make no mistake about it. They have some very, very tough games. Uh, but this is a team I think is going to continue to take action here as, as we go and we see more of a sample with uh, Harden and Embiid together on the floor. By the way, the team with the easiest schedule the rest of the way in the East, just for those that care, the Heat. So just keep that in mind. The Heat has, as far as strength of schedule, the easiest on the way out in the East. Okay, TG, let's do some college. This is the final big Monday of the college hoop season. As a matter of fact, the Northeast Conference starts with their conference tournament tonight. We've got Selection Sunday coming up March 13th. How about Syracuse and uh, North Carolina? I mean, I guess UNC needs this win tonight to stay on the bubble. Syracuse isn't making the tournament unless they win the ACC. Uh, two storied programs, pretty wild, right? Syracuse at North Carolina, open seven, North Carolina lane it. Where are you sitting there at the Borgata? Yeah, North Carolina now up to eight and a half point favorites and total 156 and a half. And as you said, UNC certainly on the bubble. Winning this game will do nothing to get them off the bubble, but a loss would certainly do a lot of damage to their uh, chances. And it is senior night uh, tonight for North Carolina, so there will be some emotions uh, that should be up there. Syracuse, meanwhile, coming off that 25-point loss to Duke on Saturday. Now, this is Syracuse's fifth game in 10 days, so you have to wonder about some fatigue here. And they looked awful defensively against Duke. They allowed three players to score over 20 points. They couldn't stop anything inside. And, yes, uh, rest easy, Orange fans. Jim Beheim will be back at Syracuse next year. It uh, warms my heart as a longtime Georgetown fan to hear him say that he'll be back again. Uh, but this is a team that, you know, Syracuse, they need to win the ACC tournament to get into the NCAA tournament. They really have nothing else uh, left for them, but uh, much more on the line for 
the Tar Heels tonight. No doubt. I mean, and I was so disappointed in Syracuse's inability. Their defense has just gone from bad to worse with every single game, Thomas. You know, I know they have this rep for being a great defensive team, but, you know, when you look at their e-field goal percentage that they allow, they're one of the worst teams in the conference in that area. They're really poor. Yeah, this is not the same Syracuse defense that uh, we talk about every year. there's uh, people are certainly finding success against them. Yeah, the Duke was getting anything they they were eating on that two three zone on Saturday, and Duke sometimes, as I mentioned, plays down to their competition. Not against Syracuse. It's a tough scheduling spot for Syracuse. Turnaround after the big emotional game on Saturday. Head to North Carolina. North Carolina needs it. You put it perfectly. The win's not going to do anything, but the loss would kill them. The other game tonight. This is a big one. Baylor Texas. Right. Both both teams have plenty on the line. Baylor can still win the Big 12 here, Thomas. Where are you sitting with the number? Yeah, they can. Um, And Baylor now being projected to be a potential number one seed in the tournament. But there's a lot to play out between now and Selection Sunday, uh, starting with this game tonight. Uh, Baylor is coming in one and a half point favorite. uh, Total 134 and a half in this one. Uh, now, Baylor won at home in Waco on February 12th. They, they beat Texas 80-63. Uh, and Baylor will be once again without L.J. Cryer, also missed the game on Saturday against Kansas. But I think the main concern here is going to be limiting turnovers for Baylor. Texas is very good at forcing turnovers. And my man, James Akinjo, who uh, I know um, intimately well with uh, from his Georgetown days, He's certainly prone to turning the ball over. So Texas is going to have to rely on that, getting pressure on the Baylor guards and not giving up easy threes. Now, Texas does not shoot well from outside. So while I expect Texas to play them tough here at home, Baylor is a team that is really coming together nicely. They're moving up in my power ratings. I know, Patrick, this is a team you've had your eye on I for, love for a while with Baylor. I love Baylor. I, I, but they, both teams turn it over. Baylor's tremendous on the offensive boards. Cryer's a big miss, as you mentioned. They essentially played, I think Michael mentioned yesterday, they played seven on Saturday and beat so, Kansas. Yep. I mean, but I love Baylor. I love the mixture. Um, it, the guards are awesome. They can hit threes. I, 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 no reason not to love them. Again, Thomas, it's so wide open. Somebody texted me today. He's like, I got 30 teams that can make a Final Four run. I don't know if it's 30, but it's, it's, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. It's going to be an awesome tournament. Oh, it really yeah, it feels that way game. sometimes. Thomas, in this game, would you, if you liked Baylor, would you just play the money line? What's your money line price? Uh, so right now the Baylor money line is uh, you have to lay a dollar twenty-five uh, with them. Good price, yeah, yeah. That mitigates some of your risk there. No, I do. Yep. Remember, Kansas has got three because they got a, the, they've got two against TCU, who's playing well. Uh, so they've got a game in hand as far as they've got one more to play. Uh, but Baylor could still win the Pac-12. It's it's fascinating that win on they avenged the bad loss in Lawrence on Saturday. Uh, down in Waco, it's it's awesome. It's a pretty good Monday night tilt there. Texas got plenty to play for as well. Um, uh, there was something else I was going to ask you, TG. How did the weekend go overall at the Borgata? With the, is are you getting a lot of college hoops action there? Oh yeah, well we always do. We we always take a lot of uh, a lot of college basketball action. Uh, even during football season, we we take a lot of college basketball action. It's just uh, the Northeast region in general. It's a very very popular thing to bet on. So. Um, we're, we're 
certainly uh, coming into our very, very busy season here uh, in the Northeast. Selfish question. You get a lot of MLS action this weekend? Major <laughs> Leagues? I, 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 know, I know the books here got it from me and our buddy Matt Santos. Does anybody bet MLS over there at the Borgata? Uh, a few, a few. Well, we need we need you to move east a little bit, Patrick, so we can uh, increase that handle. Trust me, bit. I was making donations on the pitch this weekend for sure. TG, have a great week. We'll talk to you next time. Director of the Race and Sportsbook there at the Borgata, our buddy Thomas Gable. Thank you, Thomas. All right, have a great day, guys. Good stuff. Thanks, TG. Good stuff from Thomas. He's into the 76ers as well. We, we, we have to talk more about that team, and we'll set up the NBA slate coming up in just a bit. But next, our buddy Will Hill joins us here on the Lombardi Line. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my That's my game. <laughs> Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, bet MGM and a special offer with the NBA. So tonight, money line wager, ten bucks. If either team hits a three, you're going to win two hundred paid for in free bets for new betters. You have to use the bonus code VSEN200, VSIN200. It's pretty simple. Make a ten dollar money line wager, two hundred bucks. If anybody hits a three, that's going to happen. You also get reward points that can be redeemed for online bonuses converted into comps at over 20 MGM resorts nationwide. MGM, proud partner with the association. VSIN 200 is the code. Got to be 21 years or older. And if you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. Michael Lombardi in Jersey. I'm Patrick Maher here in Vegas. We head to Connecticut and say hi to our buddy Will Hill, host the New York City cast, vcin.com slash podcast. An emotional hedge. Good day for Will yesterday. An emotional hedge with the Pelicans. Um, we need to have a conversation, an emergency conversation about the Lakers, a 123-95 loser. Here's the question. Does Frank Bogle make it through the day, make it through the week? Hi, Will. 
Ooh, I thought, what's up guys. Uh, I thought you're going to say, does he make it through the year? He's going to pay for this. It's not his fault. I don't think he's done a great job. Uh, anytime you have a roster where you have six or seven guys that might retire at the end of the year, whether it's Jordan, Howard, Ellington, Bradley, I mean, they just don't have an NBA roster around LeBron and, and Davis is obviously hurt. Uh, it's a disaster from letting Caruso go to bringing in Westbrook. It's a disaster. LeBron's not without blame in terms of, you know, his tinkering with the roster, but it is just, it's a bad situation. They should give their money back to anyone who paid to watch that last night. That was a just disgraceful effort last night. Awful. Well, you, you know, and, and it doesn't look like it's going to get any better either. I mean, LeBron's saying he wants to come back, but the way they play, how does he want to come back? Like they're trapped. I mean, have you looked at their cap situation? Horrible. I mean, I know they have a lot of guys going, but but how are they going to get out of this mess? They can't get away from Westbrook. And they had two years. I mean, they had LeBron and Davis. They had it built where, man, if you could have just built this roster properly, and they did it a couple of years ago, you know, whether you built around defense or shooting, you could have had a long run here where you win multiple titles. They're only going to get the one title. I, I don't care what they do this summer. They're not going to win another title. They're just, they're too deep in it. Like you mentioned with the cap, uh, you know, not having any picks. I don't know where you go here. I mean, you could, this summer you can now trade the 29 pick along with the 27 pick Horton Tucker, who they kind of over evaluated, overestimated. I don't know what that brings you back. You obviously got to get Russ off the books, but it uh, looks like their windows closed. They really blew it, which is a shame because they had LeBron, they had Davis. They could have won more than the one one's a lot, but they could have, they could have won another one. Yeah. Nobody's taken on that Russ contract. Caruso would be more valuable to this team right now than Russ. Yes. The, the tenure for LeBron is so funny in LA because remember that first year when he got there, he wouldn't even sit by the kids on the bench because he knew he was trading them. And yes, I'm saying him, he trades. It's not Palinka. It's LeBron. He traded the kids. <laughs> and then if they don't go on that run in the bubble, which was incredible, Will, but if they don't go on that run, it's kind of been a disaster for LeBron in LA. Yeah. And again, when you win one, one's still a lot. I mean, sure. From where they were to win one, one is still something. But like you said, they got lucky in the bubble too. They had to play Denver instead of the Clippers. The Clippers choked. They didn't have to play the Bucks. The Bucks got upset. Things kind of broke their way. And yeah, you said Caruso is more valuable than, than Westbrook. How about, uh, you know, Kuzma, he's probably more valuable than <laughs> Kuzma's Westbrook. going off right Arrow? now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all the guys they gave up for Russ, any of them individually be more valuable than, than Westbrook. Point. It's really, it's just totally, it's been botched from the top down. And how about that? You know, Tyron Lewis done a great job for the Clippers. They, you know, he was interested in signing with the Lakers and being their coach. You know, they, they didn't want to pay him the extra million or two that Lou wanted for being a championship coach. They, they went cheap with Vogel. It's just, it's a cheap organization. That's the bottom line. Isn't Vogel from yeah. around you, Michael? Isn't he? He's from Wildwood. Yeah. He's right down the road here. And I, and I, and I think, you know, uh, Kurt Rambis and the, the, his wife and Jeannie cook. I mean, they've got a long off season to work on this thing. I mean, along with LeBron, I mean, there's a lot of fingers in this pie. If you talk to people in the league, there's a lot of fingers in this pie on how things operate. This isn't a solo operation. This is a lot of people have voices in LeBron's obviously the strongest because don't tell me he didn't sign off on Westbrook. You and I both oh, know that totally. that was totally his his call. Yep. And he, you, you said it best, Lombardi, with uh, bringing up Kurt Rambis. Sorry to jump in, no, but please. they're a remember when franchise. They're a remember when franchise. You know, we're bringing Kurt Rambis, and he'll, you know, he'll make all the decisions. I mean, why is Kurt Rambis deciding anything? You go look at his track record. You know, his record as a coach, he shouldn't be calling the shots, but because he's a Laker guy, you know, they, it's just you know some of these college programs do this where they they turn to the alums, and uh, you know, it's really it's a remember when franchise. Yeah, but Rambus is my childhood. He was stunting with those goggles on. <laughs> Rambus was stunting all over everybody. Um, okay, yeah, it's a mess. You're 100%. I mean, they may miss the postseason. Vogel lives by you. You might be seeing a lot of him soon. Um, we'll transition. I know, Will, you got three plays. 
on the college wood. We were just talking Baylor. Let's go there. Baylor in Texas, lot to play for. I got one and a half Baylor laying it. Michael brought up a great point. You can go 125, 130-ish on the money line to get away, get away from those points. Which way are you going? That's where I am going to go. Uh, I like Beard. I think he's going to turn it around. He's a good coach. He's a good recruiter. To do what he did in Texas Tech is impressive. I just don't like this team. I don't like the bigs. Uh, they ba- they get basically nothing out of the front court. And against Baylor, who's a nasty team, uh, you got to worry about them coming off a big win against Kansas. But they're just a much better team. I think they should dominate the glass, dominate the front court. I like Baylor here. Give me the uh, Give me the Bears here. You know, the only thing I would, would, would be concerned, Will, with this, and I agree with you on Texas, and Beard certainly is a really good coach, but they played seven men the other night, and they only have a day rest. Is there going to be any fatigue as they get into this, you know, especially in the last 10 minutes of the second half? That would be my only concern. And obviously, these are a lot of young kids in great shape, and they'll, they'll muscle through like we saw Ohio State do on very little rest. But that would be the only concern I have in this game. I, I think Baylor's peaking at the right time, though, oh, yeah, no doubt. Totally agree. And no L.J. Cryer again tonight, as Thomas mentioned. If they had, and I'll just say Jonathan from Cameroon, because I can't say his last name, if they had the rebounder, I think they'd be favored to win a championship. Well, Gonzaga still would be, obviously. But Baylor, if they had the big... Uh, Will, I, 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 I really believe they'd be tough to, tough to stop. Um, of course, last year's champs. Next one on the board as we pick it up, Syracuse. Are you going to take the eight with Cuse at North Carolina? Boy, that was ugly <laughs> the other day against uh, Duke, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Lombardi, you always talk about Pete Carroll, the uh, the cover three system being outdated. At some point, you have to worry, mm-hmm. is this zone outdated? You know, these teams on offense now are playing more four out. Uh, the zone might be a thing of the past where it's kind of uh, a dinosaur defense. That being said, when you give up 1.6 points per possession against Duke, I would have to think pride sets in, pride takes over, and you're going to play your best game uh, defensively, at least from an effort standpoint. Uh, we know North Carolina's not great on defense, so you know maybe an over is a way to look here, but I am going to take the eight here with Syracuse, kind of a by-low spot. It's ugly, but uh, again, you should get their best effort defensively here tonight after just a dismal performance Saturday. You know, and they, they, for as bad as they've been defensively, and they're 12th in the conference in defense in terms of their defense efficiency, you know, they're fourth in, in holding opponents at the three-point line to only 32.8%. So they're out there defending it. It's, I think people really, and you're right, I think people understand how to attack it, the weakness, and then they don't have enough athleticism or quickness to compensate, which those good Syracuse teams did. You know, and, and everything runs its cycle. You know, the John Chaney boxing one, and then we got this, you know, the 2 3, the Pete Carroll scheme. Everything kind of has to evolve as the year goes on, as years go on. Well, and Beheim. You know, he's young enough to change. He's only 78, so he can, he can make some changes. My gosh, I can't believe he's 78. He looks the same as he does 30 years Dude, ago. You see him from like 1988. He does. He does. It's the same exact he, Well, I'm 43. He was. He looked exactly like this when I was a kid. Like, there's he's no old. I mean, there's hope for all of us. That's what I'm hoping for. That's good water there with uh, Beheim. Okay. Tony LaRusse is the same way. Tony LaRusse is the same for like 35 good years. Krzyzewski's the same way. Krzyzewski's yeah. 75. David, too. Saban. What's a, yeah, these guys look good, man. Yeah. Uh, San Diego State, Wyoming, two good teams. Wyoming uh, yep. catching, let's see, San Diego State's laying a, a point and a half on the road at Wyoming. 
I love Wyoming. I, I love this Wyoming team. I love the coach. I think this could be a sneaky, like, you know, win two, maybe three games mm. in the tournament. I think they could make the sweet 16. I love the coach. Uh, EK and Maldonado are a ton to deal with. Like you always say, Lombardi, you can't double both of them. Uh, just a really good team. And Wyoming's a tough place to win. We saw the other day, Arizona get upset in Colorado. The altitude of Wyoming is not easy to deal with. That place will be going nuts tonight. Uh, give me Wyoming. I really like this team. I like the coach. Yeah, best best offense. In, you know that Mountain West is really good, though, Patrick. It is. I, I mean, Will, I, they're a good conference. I mean, Wyoming's good. San Diego State's the best defense in the – they're one of the best defenses in the nation. I mean, they hold teams to 30% from the three-point line. Their E-field goal percentage is 43.5. I mean, they're good. But I agree with you. It's a hard place. That armory, I think they call it on the campus of Wyoming, it's a fun place. I, I used to work out guys in there. But it, it, it's you're right there in the top of the Rockies, man. It's a hard place to play. Four legit teams, Boise State, Wyoming, Colorado State, and San Diego State, Mountain West. Stand up. Mountain West. That is that's that's the conference of that's uh, it's us right here. Where we we feel we're UNLV overlooked. seventeen and twelve in the conference yeah, too. Patrick, no, I mean, Kruger, they're, not, they're not horrible. Yeah, he's done a good job with that squad because they're not they're not loaded talent wise. Uh, good job, Will, with the breakdown. What's coming up on the New York City Cast? Tell us. Jason Weingarten today talking baseball. Friday, hopefully, we'll have Ian Eagle uh, doing the Nets play-by-play. So getting some good guests. We're uh, moving along. Yeah, here. The, you, you had our buddy the Bear the on as well. Yes, absolutely. We had the bear last Friday. Check it out. New York City cast, slash podcast. The gentleman, Ian Eagle, nicest guy ever, and an underrated broadcaster. Ian's fun. Really good. He's really, really good. Thank you, Will. Enjoy your you Monday. Guys. Thanks, Will. Okay, there goes, awesome. there goes Mr. Laker. Some good college hoops nuggets from Will. We'll come back. We've got three really good games in the NBA tonight. Let's get to it next here at Lombardi Line. You heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast.